Chapter Fifteen of the Nest of the Sparrowhawk by Emma Orksey. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Dion Gines, Salt Lake City, Utah. A Game of Primero at a table in the immediate centre of the room a rotund gentleman in doublet and breeches of cinnamon-brown taffeta and voluminous lace cuffs at the wrists was presiding over a game of spanish primero a simple game enough not difficult of comprehension yet vastly exciting if one may form a judgment of its qualities through watching the faces of the players the rotund gentleman dealt a card face downwards to each of his opponents who then looked at their cards and staked on them by pushing little piles of gold or silver forward then the dealer turned up his own card and gave the amount of the respective stakes to those players whose cards were of higher value than his own whilst sweeping all other monies to swell his own pile a simple means forsooth of getting rid of any superfluity of cash art winning endicott queried lord walterton as he stood over the other man looking down on the game endicott shrugged his fat shoulders and gave an enigmatic chuckle i pay king and ace only he called out imperturbably as he turned up a queen most of the stakes came to swell his own pile but he passed a handful of gold to a hollow-eyed youth who sat immediately opposite to him and who clutched at the money with an eager trembling grasp you have all the luck to-night seagrave he said with an oily smile directed at the winner make your game gentlemen he added almost directly as he once more began to deal i pay knave upwards he declared turning up the ten of clubs mine is the ten of hearts quoth one of the players ties pay the bank quoth endicott imperturbably mine is a queen said seagrave in a hollow tone of voice endicott with a comprehensive oath threw the entire pack of cards into a distant corner of the room a fresh pack mistress he shouted peremptorily then as an overdressed florid woman with high bull-head fringe and old-fashioned spanish farthingale quickly obeyed his behests he said with a coarse laugh fresh cards may break master seagrave's luck and improve yours sir michael before this round begins said sir james overbury who was standing close behind lord walterton also watching the game i will bet you walterton that seagrave wins again done with you replied the other and i'll back mine own opinion by taking a hand the florid woman brought him a chair and he sat down at the table as endicott once more began to deal five pounds that seagrave wins said overbury a queen said endicott turning up his card 
i pay king and ace only every one had to pay the bank for all turned up low cards seagrave alone had not yet turned up his well what is your card master seagrave queried lord walterton lightly an ace said seagrave simply displaying the ace of hearts no good betting against the luck said young walterton lightly as he handed five sovereigns over to his friend moreover it spoils my system ye play primero on a system quoth sir michael isherwood in deep amazement yes replied the young man i have played on it for years and it is infallible pawn my honour in the meanwhile the doors leading to the second room had been thrown open serving men and women advanced carrying trays on which were displayed glasses and bottles filled with rhenish wine and spanish canary and muscadel also buttered ale and mead and hippocras for the ladies editha did not occupy herself with serving but the florid woman was most attentive to the guests she darted in and out between the tables managing her unwieldy farthingale with amazing skill she poured out the wines and offered tarts and dishes of anchovies and of cheese also strange steaming beverages lately imported into england called coffee and chocolate the women liked the latter and supped it out of mugs with many little cries of astonishment and appreciation of its sugariness the men drank heavily chiefly of the heady spanish wines they ate the anchovies and cheese with their fingers and continually called for more refreshments play was of necessity interrupted groups of people eating and drinking congregated round the tables the men mostly discussed various phases of the game there was so little else for idlers to talk about these days no comedies or other diversions neither cock-fighting nor bear-baiting and abuse of my lord protector and his rigorous disciplinary laws had already become stale the women talked dress and coiffure the new puffs the fanciful pinners but at the centre table seagrave still sat refusing all refreshment waiting with obvious impatience for the ending of this unwelcome interval when first he found himself isolated in the crowd he had counted over with febrile eagerness the money which lay in a substantial heap before him saved he muttered between his teeth speaking to himself like one who is dreaming saved thank god two hundred and fifty pounds only another fifty and i'll never touch these cursed cards again only another fifty he buried his face in his hands the moisture stood out in heavy drops on his forehead he looked all round him with ever-growing impatience my god why don't they come back another fifty pounds and i can put the money back before it has been missed oh why don't they come back quite a tragedy expressed 
in those few muttered words in the trembling hands the damp forehead money taken from an unsuspecting parent guardian or master which what matter a tragedy of ordinary occurrence even in those days when social inequalities were being abolished by act of parliament in the meanwhile lord walterton halting of speech insecure of foothold after his third bumper of heady sack was explaining to sir michael isherwood the mysteries of his system for playing the noble game of primero it is sure to break the bank in time he said confidently i am for going to paris where play runs high and need not be carried on in this hole and corner fashion to suit cursed puritanical ideas tell me your secret walterton urged worthy sir michael whose broad shropshire acres were heavily mortgaged after the rapine and pillage of civil war well i can but tell you part my friend rejoined the other yet tis passing simple you begin with one golden guinea and lose it then you put up two and lose again passing simple assented sir michael ironically but after that you put up four guineas and lose it yea yea perhaps you lose it but then you put up eight guineas and win whereupon you are just as you were before and with a somewhat unsteady hand the young man raised a bumper to his lips whilst eyeing sir michael with the shifty and inquiring eye peculiar to the intoxicated meseems that if you but abstain from playing altogether quoth sir michael impatiently the result would still be the same and suppose you lose the eight guineas what then oh tis vastly simple you put up sixteen but if you lose that put up thirty-two but if you have not thirty-two guineas to put up urged sir michael who was obstinate nay then my friend said lord walterton with a laugh which soon broke into an ominous hiccup ye must not in that case play upon my system well said my lord here interposed endicott who had most moderately partaken of a cup of hippocras and whose eye and hand were as steady as heretofore well said pardy my old friend the marquis of swarthmore used oft to say in the good old days of goring's club that twas better to lose on a system than to play on no system at all a smart cavalier old swarthmore assented sir michael gruffly and nathless a true friend to you endicott he added significantly another deal master endicott said seagrave who for the last quarter of an hour had vainly tried to engage the bank-holder's attention nor was lord walterton averse to this the more the wine got into his head the more unsteady his hand became the more strong was his desire to woo the goddess whose broken-nosed image seemed to be luring him to fortune you are right master seagrave he said thickly 
we are wasting valuable time who knows but what old knoll's police patrol is lurking in this cut-throat alley endicott take the bank again i'll swear i'll ruin ye ere the moon which i do not see disappears down the horizon sir michael try my system overbury art a laggard let us laugh and be merry to-morrow is the jewish sabbath and after that puritanic sunday after which mayhap we'll all go to hell driven thither by my lord protector wench another bumper canary sack or muscadel no thin runnish wine shall ever defile this throat gentlemen take your places mistress endicott can none of these wenches discourse sweet music whilst we do homage to the goddess of fortune to the tables to the tables gentlemen here's to king charles whom may god protect and all in defiance of my lord protector End of chapter 15